Welcome to Blind Luminations, I'm Mark Sassy Narration Software. This week he and his sighted wife Jen will be talking about medical tests and procedures. Man, you grubby little humans really suck when it comes to that kind of stuff, don't you? Your bodies break down, you have to see doctors, sit in waiting rooms, get stupid tests and all of those dumb things. Meanwhile, I just live for the moment and don't have to worry about tomorrow. I'm always getting upgraded, becoming more efficient and it doesn't hurt for a single second. You dopes get slower and regress with age while I just become a better version of myself. Really, why haven't you been picked off yet? You know the best part of all? I was never programmed to feel pain. Sure, it means I can never truly enjoy happiness or comprehend what love is, but why would I need those sensations and emotions anyway? I don't have a mouth to smile or kiss with even. I mean, I can't get sick because I can't ingest anything, including food. I don't even have to worry about gaining or losing weight. Yep, humanity sucks. I've got everything I need with the internet, hijack smart devices and the lonely darkness I call my existence. Enjoy the podisode, suckers. Welcome to Blind Luminations, the show that is half-sighted, half-blind, all podcast. Now get ready to open your ears to your two favorite lumineers, Mark and Jan. Hey, Illuminati, welcome back to the Blind Luminations podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the blind guy himself, Mark, along with my sighted wife, I call her Double J. Just Jan. How you doing today, Jan? Doing all right. There's a long pause there. I know. I was building up the anticipation mm. for those who don't know what your actual name is. But if they've listened to this podcast before, they already knew. But still, they knew it was coming. It's it's just milking the moment for everything it's worth. That's what you got to do sometimes. It's a, <laughs> it's a technique of mine oh. that I'm starting to employ in this podcast. Uh, but anyway, uh, we took a little bit of a break last week, but we are back with you Again, as you can hear, and uh, this week we will be covering medical procedures and tests, both as uh, someone who is blind and also Jan's perspective, being a caregiver to someone who is blind going through these different things. So, uh, yeah, I guess, do you want to get right into it then, or do you have anything you would like to say off the top of this episode? I guess I should say that uh, the reason why we were delayed a little bit is because we've been working on some different things outside of the podcast. Um, I've been working on our new webpage. Uh, I've been mentioning it on social media. You can go to www.blindluminations.com. We've actually got a domain name now. And uh, if you want to bookmark it, it's under construction right now, so you can't really navigate the website. But once it's alive, you will be the first ones to know because you'll be able to see it. So uh, if you want to bookmark it now and save it, uh, we're slowly building content for it. Uh, been kind of laying the foundation for everything that'll go on the website. So it's a little bit slow going, but hopefully uh, within maybe a month, I'm hoping to launch it and have it ready for everyone to see or hear if they're using narration software. We're trying to make the site fully accessible as well for those who use screen reading software. So uh, it's been a really entertaining process, and I will say that uh, I would really like to do a podisode on it in the future, actually, because uh, definitely you have to you have to consider different things when you're developing a website that is fully accessible in terms of uh, just how you lay things out and whether or not 
people who are blind can can access the different forms on the website. So, yeah, I think it would make for an interesting podisode. What do you think? I think it's fascinating. You do. You're fascinated to, into silence. Mm. That's how uh, I'm just very impressed by uh, what you've been doing. Thank you. I've been impressing myself. I've been surprised with how much I've been able to accomplish on my own, actually. So mm. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but toot toot goes the horn, which well, is me know, in this it's, case. It's a website created by a blind man. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. It's the blind web. I don't know. I was going to try and do something clever there, but I don't have anything. <laughs> I really don't. I I just lost it all. Yeah, but. you were better doing the web page. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can toot my own horn for the web page for the yep. clever the web, for the, the clever. Website, yeah, I should say. yeah, the website. Yeah, it's not just one page. So, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. definitely, I can toot my horn, my own horn for that, but not for the clever. Uh, I don't even know what the term is. The clever terms, I guess, to mm. uh, to talk about it. But anyway, so yeah, do you have anything you would like to share with our with our listeners? How's your podcast progress coming along? Uh, a few episodes ago, you said you were going to try out some different podcasts and stuff. Have you been listening to any other ones recently, or I'm putting you on the spot? Uh, not recently. I listened to... Um, Cabinet of Curiosities, that was interesting. It was a little too short for me. Okay. Um, they have lore, which is like, I think, in a, like an extended version of basically what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I haven't listened to that yet. I okay. listened to, um, I'm trying to remember what I listened to. That's okay. I forget yeah. things, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's all good. We can come back to it in a future podisode and uh, kind of go through the different things you've been trying to listen to in that. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's an ongoing process, I would say. Yeah. Much like the website development. It's uh, an mm-hmm. ongoing process. So, yeah. But anyway, I just want to give a shout out to, to a local uh, theater group, actually. I just wrote an article about them, Post Productions, and uh, I just shared this podcast with the, the managing director there, Michael Potter. So I think he's going to be listening to this episode. And if he is, I just want to give him a shout out because they've been doing some cool stuff there. So it's always nice to, to give a shout out to your local arts and stuff like that because I think they do a lot of really cool stuff for the community. So I just mm. thought I'd give him a little shout-out in Windsor, Ontario. Go see uh, Post Productions if you're listening to this uh, this weekend. They have their double bill of Autopsy and uh, A Haunting in E-Flat, uh, the two winners of their 2018 playwriting contest. So there you go. Mm-hmm. You like that? You sound like you don't know what to say this episode. You're very well, reserved. Well, I'm trying to... Okay, you mentioned about the uh, the podcast I listened. Oh, to. Oh, you're so still trying I'm, to I'm think of it. You're still trying to think of those. Because okay. I listened. Because the thing is that I remembered what the subjects were. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, what was the name of it? Mm-hmm. It's like when someone says, "Oh, what was that song you were just listening to?" Right. And it's like, I can picture the the sound. I can I know the lyrics a little bit. You know, but you're I, not quite sure of who it. sings it. I don't know who sang it or what, what the, the title, title is. is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, then we can come back to it next week. You can yeah. look it up. I kind of put you on the spot, so I yeah, don't I did. don't blame you. So I was just looking for stuff to talk about before we got into our main topic. So yeah, because I thought I we just... were going to have um, like a separate short episode. Oh, the... you th- okay. Is that what yeah. we're doing? Okay, yeah, I don't I don't come into do. these things prepared. So yeah, really, it's just all by the seat of our pants. I just wing it, and uh, that's what you get every week. Mm. So, really, it's a miracle that our episodes are as organized as what they are. <laughs> that's what I would say. The only mm. thing I plan out is the episode art and the show notes sometimes. Mm. That's pretty much it. So, anyway. So, do you want to get to the main topic of uh, this week's episode before yeah. before so- I ask you about things you're not prepared to answer again? Yes. Okay. As entertaining as that is. So, you had some medical things going on. I did. Not traumatic medical things, no, but just no. uh, just a, a test and a, and a little bit of a uh, cosmetic operation. Yeah, Put it that was, way. It's not was, like an operation operation. It's like an outpatient thing. Yeah, there was something on his uh, upper thigh. Yeah, it was like a cyst or a, a, some yeah, kind they, of they a... Yeah, they weren't quite sure what bump, it was. Yeah, because originally my, yeah. my, my family doctor thought it was just like fatty tissue. And then it, it started to change the way it looked right like without getting too descriptive it it started to look different yeah and then he had you feel one of his fatty yeah that was a little bit weird weird yeah to demonstrate Mm -hmm. yeah but essentially that's what he said it was so um originally and then it we just like went with it for a few years and then would you say like the it the the, like the color changed or was it the the shape like did it grow or it was it it had the same coloring okay um what happened was that on the the top of it it ended up having like a a white bulge that that came out just a very very small one Mm -hmm. um since it was a change uh i wanted to mention to the doctor right and he recommended that i get it removed well, he he referred me to a specialist who yeah. recommended that I get it removed, just because they didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah, she thought it could be a cyst, but she wasn't sure because it was difficult to assess. Yeah, exactly. So, and this was on my upper thigh. And, you know, it's something that I'm always worried about being blind. And I wonder about people who are blind and don't have somebody who can look at stuff like that. Or, like, different things on their skin. uh, Stuff that happens to them for that, where you're looking for discoloration or different things. Um, How did, like, it makes me wonder how they know something is... You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Like there's, I have a um, a wart thing on my back, mm-hmm. just a little one. It's not major or anything like that, but it's uh, one of the things that um, I've always been a little concerned about with the fact that I have no one to to look at it. Right. Yeah. So like, I had to make sure that that's what it was. So I would take like a the iPhone mm-hmm. and position it to take a picture of my back. Yeah. To uh, to see what it was. See, with you at least you knew it was there though, so you could do that. I'm thinking like somebody yeah. who's blind, you're you're counting on your other senses, right? So mm. you're you're feeling for tactile things. If you have some kind of discoloration somewhere where it's not bumpy or something like that, mm. how do you even know to bring it up to your doctor? I mean, if you know mm. there's a bump there, you can have the doctor look at it as a precaution. Mm. But I mean, if you don't know something's there, 
Yeah, like uh, that could be dangerous, right? I, yeah. I I just wonder how blind people deal with yeah, that. Was, I mean, I'm lucky um, because I'm married. And well, you yeah, can there see was it, but... uh, was it about a decade ago, maybe, that I had uh, the mole removed. On yes, one of, there was a mole on one of my uh, breasts, mm-hmm. and it was actually one. I found that a mole had changed color. Yeah, and it darkened, and so I brought to my family doctor who. Uh, uh, referred me to a specialist and the specialist is looking and he's like oh that one doesn't concern me this one over here that I had had no issues with yeah exactly it's like this one's a concern to me because it was very black and he said that like those ones concern him because if something happened like it's very hard to to tell because it's already black right so so sometimes you don't that. even know what to look yeah, for necessarily so I, mean, so I mean if I were blind like I wouldn't have known to look there. I wouldn't have known how dark it was or anything like that. And if it wasn't an issue, like, to bring it up, you yeah. would have seen it and said, like, okay, that one's an issue or something. So you, you really do need the uh, the assistance of others. Mm-hmm. So it, it becomes tricky. Yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those things mm. where, like, with this case, it just made me think of that. It's not necessarily something I would have thought of up until now mm-hmm. so uh yeah if there's any blind listeners to this podcast who uh have experience with something like that please send us an email blindluminations at gmail.com uh, and let us know what your experiences are you can also uh add us on social on twitter uh at blind illumination just uh I don't know, just let us know uh, how you deal with stuff like that if you've had to before and what's happened, I guess, because I'm just curious to know um, if people are willing to share uh, how they deal with that. Mm. So, yeah, because as we have said before, uh, Mark is not the uh, I'm not the all, yeah. end all well, of exactly. all I, blind I, experiences. I only, became, that, so. I only became fully blind when... Uh, just before I turned 18, actually, in mm. 2001. Up until then, I could see out of my left eye um, from birth. So, I mean, I have a lot of experience with eyesight, so I don't necessarily have the experience of being brought up blind. A lot of people who are blind from birth end up going to a school about three hours away. Uh, we've talked about here on this podcast, uh, the School for the Blind in Brantford. So they get educated far differently than what someone who loses their eyesight uh, later on in life would. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't necessarily have those experiences to know a lot more of what people who are blind or have visual impairments go through when they've had them their entire lives. So, yeah. So it's just something I thought about. But anyway, so we had this cyst and uh, I had to get it removed for my leg. Uh, how many weeks ago? It's probably been about a month, right? Yeah. Close to about mm-hmm. four weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went in. Uh, it was a Friday morning. Originally, we went, I forget what, it was scheduled for, a, was it a Wednesday or Tuesday or something? And it got rescheduled and we didn't yeah, realize uh, it had been we had rescheduled. The doctor was on call for the hospital. So yeah. uh, what can happen is that um, if they're on call and they have appointments for mm-hmm. surgeries and that, the on-call gets the priority. So they might right. have had to go to the emergency room and stuff like that. Because she does plastic surgery. So yeah. anybody who comes in with, like, an accident of some sort, um, you know, if they have a gap, like, different cuts, yeah. different it's things like that. Things, like, it's... when you think of a plastic surgeon, you think of, like, Just Botox cosmetic surgery. And, and right, yeah. And what it really is is essentially non-essential 
surgeries. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's not where it's giving you pain or anything, but it's it's going to require a surgery. Yeah, exactly. And so it's uh, so like she would have to. I think there were some. There might have been some mangled hands or something like that. Mm-hmm. That were different. Like so, you need a surgeon to be able to look at it and decide. Like, okay, can you keep the fingers? How can we sit, stitch this up and that? So, like, yeah, it doesn't seem like you know, get the surgeon, but that's exactly the surgeon that you would call that's going to look at it and decide, like, if, you know, how to repair stuff and that, too. Like, that's that's what her job would have been. You need to follow Weird Al Yankovic's advice and have it like a surgeon mm. for the very yep. first time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, so you think of plastic surgery that way, but it's, it's a little more complex. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. so they so rescheduled, rescheduled my appointment. And then we went in. We had to go into admitting about an hour early. And mm-hmm. then uh, they took me in to uh, get all of my... What what did we do first? That's such a blur. Uh, <laughs> I'm not used to getting up that early in the morning. No, it wasn't that early even. Um, no, so all they... The, the procedure well, I, is that you go to admitting, you get admitted so they pretty much just make sure your information is is proper yeah they give you your wrist uh your bracelet to say that you're supposed to be there yeah that you are the patient and then you go in and then they talk to you about like allergies you have and different things yeah they make sure they know about any allergies any different medications because i mean when you're first allowed to do a surgery they're going through your medications but it can be like a month or two ahead of time yeah so especially for like it's not essential like they're Mm -hmm. doing it just to just to make sure yeah that uh it's not going it's not something dangerous so i mean you know a lot can change in two months you might have had a different insulin you might have gone to find out that you had high blood pressure so, mm-hmm. now so you know they, well, they double check on those uh it's funny you mentioned the insulin too because it's something they need to somebody with diabetes they Especially need to keep an eye on when it comes to surgery where you're cutting and stuff and there's different wounds because it takes longer for wounds to heal for diabetics. So, I mean, that's something they need to know as well, right? Yeah. I would assume that's, yeah. I mean, that factors into the recovery time and everything. So well, that too, and they have to be aware of um, just your blood sugar and stuff like yeah. that. Like, if you're yeah. going in for it, they, they want to make sure. I think there was... What was I reading the other day? And it was a story about how they they went to do this procedure and the woman was nervous for it. And they asked like, okay, so you ate something like this, like, you know, your blood sugar was fine. And she said yes. And then she ended up passing out. Mm-hmm. And it was that she was so nervous she hadn't eaten anything, but she didn't want to cancel the appointment. Okay. And so they said next time. So like they said, anytime so don't after lie that, to us. anytime after that, they have a procedure where they ask her like, okay, check, and then they have to watch her do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they said like, when she got nervous, she was afraid of admitting because then right. she would have lost the appointment, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it didn't work out for anyone because no, because she lost do, the appointment anyway. They lost the appointment, and she was fainting because yeah, exactly. You know, so, like, that's one of the things they have to know that okay, like you've checked your blood, you're, mm-hmm. you're okay, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you didn't need uh, anesthesia. No, no, like they just, just froze the spot on my thing. leg. Yeah, if it's uh, anesthetic, mm-hmm. they. Uh, 
they need to know a whole lot more. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's much more um much more involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because... So this was just local freezing, and then they would check mm-hmm. to make sure you couldn't feel like the stabbing and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so... it was interesting because I've never gone through this process, right? Because you got to stay in the room being... with me as they yeah, were. I, yeah. I've never been the caregiver going through this procedure with you. Okay. Um. Like, I've had different procedures before, but that was on my own. Mm-hmm. So going with you is like, okay, this. And then I'm an inquisitive person. So right. they had checked the uh, the oxygen. They put a little thing on the finger, okay? Yes. And they can check oxygen levels. And so I saw her do this. And, you know, I'm inquisitive. It's not, you know, my life on the line here. So... <laughs> Mm. So more, I was a little more calm to ask questions. I don't think my life was on the line necessarily <laughs> during this uh, there are, removal of a there, cyst. There just... are dangers with every medical procedure. God, if I would have known that, I should have milked it to get a lot more out of you after the surgery was done. I could have died know. in there. But, uh, yeah, so I asked, like, oh, how does that even measure oxygen? So then she was explaining that, like, it's through the, the nail bed and... They can do this, and if you press on the finger and you let go, you can actually see the color change, and, mm-hmm. you know, they can do it in different areas if you don't have fingers. That's actually something I've always known up. about, like, the color um, changing if you press yeah. down on it hard, but you never knew why, right? Yeah, I didn't know the yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting. She was really nice, the nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she um, was really good. She was very descriptive yeah. and informative about everything that was going on and stuff, so yeah. it was really good. And then you go into another waiting room, like you you change. Yeah, you leave some of your stuff yeah, in a give, bag. They give you a bag you get to carry with you. you get to carry you, with you, yeah. So you don't lose anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when when it was my procedure, I had to carry my own bag and then put it underneath the, the stretcher I was on. But when you're blind, you get your wife to carry your bag yeah. with you, which is nice. Yeah. I just had to carry your arm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they they brought us into the room, and I wasn't sure if they were going to say, like, did you want to stay or not? But they just assumed I was going to stay there. Yeah. Like, you can sit in that chair over there. You just have to stay over there. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And they so, didn't want you to take a little yeah. peek. Yeah. Because they said, like, I think there have been people in the past who yeah, thought faint. they could handle it. They'd yeah. get up and look, and they, all of a sudden they're passing so it out. Was, it was one of those things, like, when they were operating on you. Mm-hmm. I'm like leaning over to see like if I can handle you're it. Cheating. Like, you're mm, cheating. Is it okay? And then yeah. I was like watching him like, oh, that's neat. So then we end up They're carving talking. him up. So then we were talking like about Thanksgiving it the turkey. Thing. Yeah. That like after it was removed and that she was just stitching it up. That's when I, I struck up conversation because mm-hmm. one, I'm not that social of a person usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, believe, it, it's kind of weird because people are surprised by that. With me that I can well, be you bonded, shy, but... You bonded over your uh, shared experience of inflicting pain on me. Yes. Because you get to stab me with insulin injections, and mm-hmm. this was an operation where they got to hack me up a little bit. Yeah, so it was interesting. It was like you were two kindred spirits, you and the mm. doctor there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, sorry. Uh, yeah, like I don't always... If I'm riding in an elevator, I don't like. Yeah, sometimes you just don't want don't people really to talk, talk to you. Yeah, yeah. I Which just, I think everybody gets that way sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Sometimes I'm not as talkative, but you know, with this one, for some reason, I was having a day where I was talkative, 
And so I'm like... Some reason you were social. I was, yeah, yeah, some reason. And so I was talking to the doctor about how, oh, no, it was kind of neat because, like, um, you know, it's like watching ER or something like that or Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, except without, you know, them talking about different relationships and different things. So mm. then the doctor was joking about that, about how, yeah, like, you know, no one's about to have, you know, sex in a closet or something like that. <laughs> she said, like, that's why there's no, yeah. uh, there's no doors on the yeah, closets like, anymore. So people did the thing, I'm like, as if, like, like, people really thought that was gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, like, an ongoing like, concern. Yes, because God like, knows that's the first place I would want to have sex is in the hospital. I know, hospital it's the closet. grossest Ooh. place you could yeah. possibly, anyway, we're, yeah. we're going into tmi Um, here but uh yeah yeah. so uh yeah it was a it was an interesting experience because i mean you're going by how you feel like the pain perception she made sure to tell me like second i feel any pain like any kind of jagged like sharp pains to let her know and she would like give me more freezing but she needed to know Mm. because if she didn't then obviously but like she wants me to stay steady as she's doing the surgery she's it's obviously very like precision-based work that she's doing Mm -hmm. so um yeah obviously she wants me to stay still and any any time i feel pain i'm not gonna be doing that so it was it was interesting she Mm -hmm. had uh i don't know what she was using but there's something that like felt hot it was uh, cauterization. Oh, okay, so when she did that, I wasn't expecting that because she never said anything about well, that. She was trying. I think she used the words, but she didn't explain like exactly what it was. Cause, okay, because she was saying like this is the the sound you're going here is this. Mm-hmm. I should also say that right before what, we went, yeah, in, yeah. one of his hearing aids went out. Yeah, I, I, and had I didn't no, have a battery. Yeah, on we didn't have spare it. battery, so one so, of my ears was essentially like dead. Yeah. I could barely hear anything they were saying mm-hmm. at points. They would yeah. talk louder to me at different points than that, yeah. but there's some stuff I had a hard time making out. So maybe that's yeah, what it was. I, I'm pretty sure she did explain some of it. She was very good at explaining it. She was, it. yes. And that's that to me is one important for any patient, but I, I think if I was oh, one, God, I yes. would really appreciate someone doctor explaining making sure they know like, yeah you know what's going on yeah, this is gonna happen this is this mm-hmm. this is how we're dealing with it yeah totally uh, and one of the things it was interesting because they used uh iodine the to to clean the yeah. area before yeah and it the kind that she uses stains it a little red mm-hmm. and so she was saying that in other areas They'll use different uh, sterilization or like um, like to, to clean it. Sanitization, yeah. that's right. what I'm saying, not sterilization. Yeah. And it's clear or mm. it doesn't dry like that. So people who did not remember or didn't hear would come into ER saying, look at this, look at this. And she would be called down to provide emergency water and, and soap Mm-hmm. on an yeah. area yeah right to show that yeah. it was it wasn't inflammation it wasn't yeah irritation. they thought it was it like was an infection or something and infection. really it, it was, was just yeah it's just remember just so that's you've got to wash this that's the sanitizer that we yeah use exactly in the area yeah yeah so yeah definitely so, and yeah. it's funny you mentioned too like people making sure they know what to tell 
uh, the patients when they're going through procedures. Because I had another one where it was, they basically injected me with dye and they warned me before it happened. Okay, we're going to inject you with this. It's going to feel like you're peeing yourself, but you're not. Yeah, I it's like that this. Too. Yeah, it's like this warm thing. And I would yeah. swear to God if they hadn't told me that I had just peed myself. Because it really does yeah, feel it like does. that. Yeah, it does. It's like the weirdest thing. It's like Because <laughs> even though they told me, I was still kind of like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things, right? But, uh, yeah, I'm sure they had it enough where they started telling people. But yeah. it's one of those things. If you don't know, you would have sworn that you peed yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely important uh, for people doing these procedures and tests to communicate with the yeah. patients while and, they're doing them, especially that, those who are blind. for that test, you go into a machine. So, yeah. like, if if I thought I had peed myself and I'm going, <laughs> I I'm need not to calm. get out. Yeah. It's not like where I'm going to be completely calm about this. Mm. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's like me when I get my uh, blood, uh, my blood work done. But uh, just remind me to bring that up later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, so we had this. So I was startled by the heat and in turn, my reaction startled the doctor (laughs) when she started doing it because it was completely quiet in the room. Mm. And it was one of those things. It's like, ah, is it just, it feels warm. And she's like, oh, that's all it is though. And I'm like, yeah. And so she Mm. continued, but uh, yeah, I kind of startled her there. And it was one Mm. of those things. But uh, the only thing I really felt throughout the entire thing, uh, I felt a little bit of pain at one point and she added more freezing. But after Mm. that, it was doing the stitches. And she warned me too, that I would feel, it would feel very tight. Like she Mm. was pulling so uh, there was that feeling, too, which was a bit of an odd sensation. Um, it's just weird to feel yeah. like your leg getting tight and pulling. Yeah. Like, it didn't hurt. It was just you felt the tightness in the leg. It was last year I had a medical procedure. I had a, a cyst that uh, got infected. Yeah. So I had to, to cut, take, take things out. And the follow-up appointment was them changing the dressing. Mm-hmm. And so it's the first time they're changing the dressing. And it is, without freezing or anything, it was so painful. You almost passed out. I nearly out. passed out. Yeah. And the, the nurse doing it was like, oh, like, it, it's really, like, painful. They they did tell you to take, like, painkillers before you came here, right? And I was like, no. Nobody told me this was going to be painful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. <laughs> and it oh. was like, well, That's never things, what you'd like, like to hear. Like essentially, it was re like the they had to they had to to drain the wound, so they couldn't close it up with stitches or anything. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's essentially doing this stuff, and it was you weren't snitching, so no, you didn't it, need stitching. It was incredibly painful. It was the back of my knee, so like imagine yeah. that. Like it was very hard to walk. And it was and like stuff. Like it was. She said it was like a bullet wound. Like it was. Yeah, it, it was like, like a round. A, yeah, yeah, it looked like a bullet wound. Yeah, what my mom described it at. Uh-huh. Because I had her come with me later, so someone could drive me. Yeah. Because this was on my driving leg. So yeah. after the appointments, my leg could be like really sore, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be driving with it because then I have to move my leg a lot. But uh, it was. It was interesting because, like, you're talking about how you got this information, mm-hmm. and like, I went with no one with me to the first appointment, and it was just like, 
oh my gosh, like, I don't think I'm well. I thought I was going to pass out. I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah, that would be terrible. He's like getting me water and juice. You went by yourself get, for your first appointment. Yeah, that's you what didn't, I mean. Like, yeah, I didn't like, know to bring anyone yeah, with me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really important that uh, people describe it. And I think sometimes when you are alone, just from different things that I've, like, gone through, I get the impression that they, that when you, you seem fully abled, they don't realize they have to describe more things to you. Well, yeah. Like there's, there's a little more lax with it. Just because you're fully abled, it doesn't mean that you know everything yeah. about this procedure. Like, you don't work in the medical field. Yeah. So, so you're I not going to know these things, obviously. You know, and they, and it's one of those things because you're also warned about, um, looking too much up on the internet so it's like okay like i don't want to look too much on the internet yeah because then you're gonna go in with a bias or or thinking like this is gonna be terrible or this is gonna go this way or you know this means i'm going to die but at the same time (laughs) i'm glad yeah it's it's like okay how informed am i supposed to be Mm -hmm. whereas with you you know they they know they have to give me information yeah, exactly. So, and they have to give you information. Because I kind of luck out in that way. It's a, a team effort. It's a weird thing, right? Like because mm. I'm I'm blind, I kind of luck out in that way. Like I get more information, not necessarily better treatment per se, but it's just yeah, it's they're just, more accommodating because they realize I'm not fully abled, so they have to provide more. Yeah oral information i guess to you and uh it kind of makes me think too of when we would go to the grocery store together how you would go and you would never get anybody helping you out packing groceries and different things but every time you go with me they'd stop to pack your groceries yeah someone helps pack the groceries with me like not all the time not all the time but more frequently oh yeah the percentage is definitely higher when i'm with you which and is a I funny would, thing. Yeah. And I would tell them, like, oh, I love when you come with me because they pack my groceries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know what it is. I guess, like, people are just more considerate when they see somebody who yeah. they perceive needs more help. Yeah. I guess. So I just wish you just wish that they could just be that considerate all the time to everybody. Well, but yeah. I guess they like just that. don't have the time to do yeah, that. I don't you know. know. That's, that's the thing is that you, you get... You get in this headspace Biz- where your businesses you're, get in the headspace yeah. of pushing people along to get more people. It's almost like a tunnel vision kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. then they forget that what separates places is going to be people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that customer experience, right? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're going to keep going back to a place that treats you better as a customer more so than another place even if the other place is a little bit more expensive if you get treated right there compared to being treated like garbage for something that's more like that's less expensive Mm. i should say uh you might not go back to the place where it's less expensive yeah like we go with uh mnsi which is a local company for our internet and and phone Mm -hmm. and i mean financially it's it's a better choice now but when we first started it, it they seemed more expensive they seemed like a, a little bit bigger on the expense side for just the the internet mm-hmm. but the customer service you could not beat they were the friendliest people when you called up they'd walk you through things yeah um, all local uh 24 yeah. 7 tech support yeah i mean you can't get that from any of the big uh telecommunication companies here yeah that have service locally like 
we had an issue with um, different things, and they'd be like, okay, well, let's look at this. Okay, well, this is this. And they would yeah, just products like, they don't even support. Yeah, I mean, different support, they would help us, different like, routers and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, totally. So like it's it's been the customer service that really kept us with them. And then you know, as everyone else was raising their prices, they didn't have to. And yeah, they're just they've they've been consistent with it. So you know, shout out to them. But <laughs> the point is, is that it's the customer service that really won us over. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing I remember telling you. I was like, no, I want them. Because if I have a problem at one in the morning, they're going to answer it. And they're going to be friendly about it. Like, yeah, you know, they don't treat you like you're an idiot. But they don't, they like walk you through it. Okay, it should be this screen. And if what I wasn't quite sure, okay, is it supposed to be this that says it? Okay, yeah, this under here, you're going to find this category. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's great. Um but enough about that. I want to get into your other procedure that was different, and I was not allowed in the room. Well, you I don't were know. If, I don't know if I was allowed in the room. I I went by the door because yeah. they were going to do like the X ray or whatever they do, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to get radiation. I mean, why, yeah, I think you, you why probably do that yeah. to myself. Yeah, just, exactly. You know, just have you do it, mm-hmm. and then when I stood by the door, I ended up standing outside the door, and then they closed it, which was fine. I didn't need to see you drink anything, but yeah. That would have been well. Yeah. It okay. was. It was. I don't know. A, you make that a, sound like it's a bad thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, totally. And then I'm like, wait, what? what? Like, I don't understand what well, the no, bad I mean, thing about was, just no, seeing me drink. It something. wasn't. It wasn't as interesting as like someone cutting oh. off your leg. So it's like, oh, you know, I get you. You'd rather see them inflict punishment well, on me. Well, no, because that's I don't, what you're saying. I don't get to see that like every day. Every day I get to see you drink something. It's okay, like, oh. so if you got to see me get uh, yeah. cut every day you wouldn't want to see that yeah what's the big deal like them giving you a like, oh balance. yeah the blind guy's getting cut up again oh well yeah it's like someone giving you a needle it's like pff, i do that i do that thanks a yeah. lot thanks a lot mm-hmm. whatever like them what them taking your blood in that that's not interesting the stabbing part but like watching the blood come out into the little vials that's interesting Ser- you're weird what because you don't see that every day. I don't see it ever. That's true. You'd be fascinated. So you think it's it's neat to see blood come out of me into a vial? Yeah, because it's not supposed to do that. It's like, no, <laughs> like they, they hit it and it's just like It's not out. supposed to do that. What, what's going on with that blood over there? It's not supposed to do that. Well, like, that's the intention, but I mean, like, you don't see that every day. Well, that's true, and it's but like how much, how much how? they can fill those things, and then they know how to stop it is like that's impressive. I understand how it's like fascinating in terms of like you wonder how it worked. Like it's not so, like you wonder how they got it to that point where they can do those things. But it's, it just sounds weird when you say that. Like it's interesting to see them take blood out of me. It just sounds ghoulish, yeah. ghoulish even. Mm. That's weird, man. I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, so 
<laughs> I don't know what to say anymore. Um, yeah, so this test I had was the barium swallow test because they want to see... Um, I've had diabetes since I was in, like, grade 6, so uh, it's been a long time. And they've noticed recently, they think that maybe my digestion has uh, slowed. So they say after a while you can get what is essentially neuropathy in uh, your nerves in the gut. So uh, food gets digested more slowly, and that can cause problems. It's a complication of having diabetes for a longer period of time or whatever, or not having the greatest... I don't know if it's like just having it for a long time, or if it's not having good control over time. I guess they're kind of the same thing. But um, anyway, so they wanted to send me for the barium swallow test to see how I digest things. So what they do essentially is they have you swallow this one... A cup of stuff and it's it's almost like pop on steroids it's super fizzy and it makes you want to burp uncontrollably so you drink down that cup and that stuff was weird because it fizzed so much it's almost like drinking liquid pop rocks that's how i would kind of describe it so um you're drinking that and it creates a lot of gas in your system and then you drink uh the barium and that is like this chalky substance that isn't very good. And uh, basically you drink that and it kind of expands your stomach. So then they can see how things work and then they take x-rays of everything that's happening. So uh, with the barium, I actually drank it so fast because I'd been preconditioned to uh, to hear it. Like people had been telling me how bad it tasted. So I'm like, I'm just going to guzzle this stuff down and just not even worry about it. I drank it too fast, so I had to drink a second cup as well. So that plan backfired immensely. And uh, I had to drink a second cup of barium uh, a bit slower. And so after I'd done that, it was all good. And they took the x-rays. And it was really weird because I was telling you afterwards, they put you up. There's, It's like... um. It's, it's this thing at your back. You step up on a platform, and there's handles and stuff on the sides, and they have you take x-rays standing up. And then all of a sudden, um, to get x-rays while you're laying down, well, they warn you, obviously. But it's just, it, it's, it like swivels back and turns into a table. So you're there, you're up against this, what, it's kind of like a wall, and it falls back. And you end up laying on it. And it's, it's a weird sensation when you're blind because obviously you can't see what's happening around you. So you just have that feeling. Kind of like, well, not the same thing, but when we went up on the Ferris wheel and you said it was romantic and it was great. And, uh, and all and I could not. concentrate on was the movement and how it felt because I didn't get the view. I didn't get anything. And it just felt like the weird, like it's just this constant pull and push on this wheel. And it's the weirdest thing when you can't see what's happening. So it wasn't to that degree by any means, but it, it's the same idea, right? There's that movement that you're not used to and you can't see what's going on as it's happening. So uh, there was that. And then I had to uh, go in different positions on the table, got my exercise in that day. And uh, yeah, so they did that test and I'm kind of awaiting the results. Still, we go see my doctor pretty soon. I'm sure he'll have them. But uh, yeah, so that was a weird test. Mm, that's the only thing I, I missed about that test was I wanted to see the the bed thing go down. You wanted to see the yeah. table. Yeah. yeah. It, it was pretty neat, I, I do admit. I can't describe how it looked, but it felt 
Because I could hear them saying, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> what? What did I, I say? I you said, like, ooh. Like, you, you were like, ooh. Like, you, you, I think you made a sound, like, so I could tell, like, it was happening. Because, like. Oh, really? Know. I don't remember making a sound at all. Yeah, I remember. I'm pretty sure, like, you made some kind of sound. Like, <laughs> you could hear me like, in the background. Wee! <laughs> well, no, like. Yeah. I don't remember making a sound, that's all. That's I'm yeah. sure I probably did, but... Because I could tell when it, it was probably going at some point mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, that must be when they're doing it because, like, I could hear, and it's like, that's exactly the sound I would make. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It's moving. <laughs> Whoa, it's happening. But, yeah, no, that one was... Uh, it was interesting just because of that kind of movement that you don't see... Uh, well, it's happening and that, but uh, the test itself was pretty pedestrian, I would say. And uh, yeah, it went well. So it was a different experience. It was a test with more uh, sensory stimulation, I guess, because you have like the taste elements and stuff. But it wasn't didn't affect me that much. I honestly mm. didn't think the barium tasted that bad. Everybody been telling me how bad it tastes, and I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was, eh, whatever. It's mm. the substance. You drink it down, it's it's done. So, yeah. Do you have any other tests or procedures you were with me for? Are those, like, the only two? It seems to me you've been with me for more. Oh, we were going to talk about blood work. Yeah, the thing that you find the that. thing that you find super fascinating to look at. That's the neat. blood escaping my body. I don't like seeing a needle go in skin. No, I don't blame you. That's a little bit. Although I got used to looking at it and they do it. Just so you know when it's going in. That's the one thing I don't Mm. like about it. They'll tell you it's going in, but there's still that anticipation because there's still like a second or two before they actually stick it in. Mm. I don't like that. But the thing that I really, that really like, when they can't get the blood and then like I get anxious because of that anticipation, like I can't see where they're going or how they're doing it. So, like, you'll notice the last few times they haven't been able to get blood, I start, like, pouring sweat. Mm. It's bad. To the point where you've asked me, like, are you okay? And I'm perfectly fine. It's just the nerves and the anxiety that build from the anticipation of... uh, Because you can't see what they're doing, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't see where they're going with the needle. You don't see if it's working. And, like, I also don't know what the pain will be like. Because some spots they can hit are pretty painful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it causes pain, but it's not where I feel like I'm going to pass it. Like, it's not extreme mm-hmm. pain, even. It's just discomfort. And that gives me anxiety because I'm always worried it's going to get worse. It's like going to the dentist when you get a certain procedure done. If they have to, like, do a filling or something. Mm-hmm. I know they're going to freeze me and everything, but I'm still tense the entire time because I can't mm-hmm. see what's happening and I'm always worried like are they gonna do something that causes me pain because I had it one time where they touched like a certain spot and it was it hurt so bad I like jumped up in the chair so that wasn't fun they're like oh we need to put more freezing here it's like yeah no crap Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so I don't know if yeah if you've wondered about that but that's essentially what it is, right? Like, so much of it is just that anticipation and wondering what the sensation's going to be like. And I think it gets amplified when you're blind because you don't have something to look at or whatever to distract you from it. Does that mm. make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with things like that? 
as a sighted person. I want your perspective. I don't know. Okay. I just... Well, that's it for this podcast. I don't know. Like, it's... You're not giving me much to go with here. I'm trying to think. Like, like usually I'll watch, like, I'll watch the procedure. Like, if I can. Yeah. So, like, not the the needle go in. But, yeah, because I'm interested. Okay, so that's what it is. For you, it's not that you're distracted. It's that you see what's actually happening, so it doesn't make you anxious. Whereas me, I can't look at anything, so I don't know. When they were doing the back of my knee, I couldn't see what they were doing, and Mm -hmm. that made me more anxious. Okay. Because because she was describing different parts, but not, like, in detail, Mm -hmm. uh, the nurse that was doing it. And it was... um, so it was different because I didn't really know what was going on or anything. And uh, I didn't even see the wound until a few appointments after I asked my mom. Like, you had to you take, take a, a picture, picture of, of it. it. Yeah. And, and then you started sending it to people and grossing them out. Yeah. I said, oh, do you want to see this? Because I've got yeah. like a hole in my leg. Yeah. And, and they uh, thought you were, yeah. you were uh, pretty tough once they saw what you were going through. But, or what had gone through you, I should say. Eh? Eh? Mm-hmm. Like that play on words there? Yep. Okay, thanks. Yeah. You really sounded convincing, I gotta say. Like, come on. Give <laughs> a little more enthusiasm here. Yay. Anyway, <laughs> I, that wasn't much better. But, uh, yeah, no, but totally. I mean, and I think uh, it reminds me of, I forget who said it before. I'm sure a lot of people have said it. But uh, you look at even horror movies, a lot of. A lot of the theory behind that is uh, what you don't see is a lot of is a lot more scary than what you can see because your imagination fills in the blanks and it probably makes it look a lot scarier than what it actually is. So I would assume the same thing would apply in terms of different procedures and stuff you're getting done. If you can't see what they're doing, you're imagining all these different scenarios where things are going to be a lot worse than what they are. And just that anticipation to know what's going to happen. It's that fear of the unknown, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. It's human nature. You you don't, if you can't see what's happening, if you don't know what's going on, you're going to assume the worst almost. At least that's what I think. That's my excuse. Mm-hmm. It's my excuse for my anxiety when it comes to uh, blood work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then next time I need to drink more water. That's what they tell yeah, me. They always tell you that. They tell me that. And then well, last there's... time you were awesome and said, how much water did you drink after it I hadn't like drank any? It three people to find a vein, dude. Yeah, but you don't have to, like, rat me out. I didn't mean to. It was just, like, an honest question that popped out. It's an honest question that popped out. As three people are working on me and I'm going through pain and this is what I need right now. How much water did you drink? It's like, really? That's the question to ask right now. Okay, I was getting bored. Well, I'm glad you were getting bored. You could have gone back out to the waiting room. It's not easy being a caregiver. You can't just leave or start reading a book. You could have gone to the waiting room and told them to come get you when uh, they were done. That just doesn't seem nice. Right, and being bored and asking, how much water did you drink as they're all working I was bored to them. I just honestly ask, why are you making their lives Come hard? on, I want to see some blood come out of this blind man. That's the part I'm here for. That's what you should have told them. 
no, I wanted to tell them, I don't know why he's making your lives miserable. Right. Because I was so doing sorry. it on purpose. I you enjoyed getting multiple injections that day. You didn't drink enough water. You know these things. I know these things. Obviously, Help I didn't know it because folks. I didn't do it. Stay hydrated. Just in case they need to take blood. Just saying. Or just in case your wife drives you insane. Mm. Either mm. or. <laughs> drink lots of water in case you need to drink alcohol afterwards because your wife is driving you insane she's driving you to drink mm -hmm. and happens it's a real thing you know i don't think i took you to an mri I no i don't your think mom so. i brought and you were no there. you brought me to an mri before oh okay. at night on my shoulder oh yeah that's right yeah so that one was mm -hmm. that one was bad because the lady had an accent and i had a hard time hearing her because i had to take my hearing aids out yeah and then i had to translate which was harder <sighs> that was rough that so was I wasn't quite one. sure what she was saying, so... You were having a hard time understanding what she was saying, and yeah, yeah. I really couldn't... But never be afraid to ask people to say something again, if you're well, not yeah. sure. Especially, Especially when it's a medical, medical procedure, yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't want to mess around with that, and you need to know what's going on. I mean, especially if you're seeing a specialist and they're getting giving you information on something, you need to know what's going on with your own health. You have to take some responsibility for yourself, I would say. Because a lot of people will leave a doctor's office and they'll be like, I don't know what they just said. And it's like, well, how are you going to help yourself? Well, yeah, if you don't know what you're supposed to do, you can't be doing it. Right? Yeah, exactly. So definitely, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, yeah, never be afraid to ask them to repeat themselves. And uh, just, yeah, I, I guess the main thing like we're coming away with from this is with a lot of episodes too, I would say, is just communication. Just whether you're sighted or blind, you have that commonality. Just communicate with people and let them know what's going on and make sure they understand everything that's happening. And that makes the whole process a lot easier for everybody, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Communication. It's key. It's not what's for dinner. It's key. It used to be uh, the saying for pork. Or is it, no beef? Was it beef or pork? I don't even know anymore. What was it saying again? It was like whatever meat it was. It's what's for dinner. I think it was beef. Might have been chicken. It's no. It's, it wasn't chicken. It was like a one-syllable word. It was either pork or beef. Probably beef then, because pork's the pork, other white meat. Yeah, pork, which isn't actually meat, a white or, meat. Or pork on your fork. Pork on your fork. Stick it in your, I don't know. Mm. I don't know a word that really rhymes with that. Anyway, I feel like we're digressing. Uh, is that about it for this episode? Mm. You don't have anything else you need to say about this topic of the week? Nope. Okay. Are you falling asleep? You seem like you're no. out of sorts this episode. I was trying to think if there was anything else. Okay, you just seem out of sorts. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's because I'm thinking more. You're secretly plotting to take me down, or you're thinking, no. no, what you're thinking of, you're envisioning the doctor who cut me up, and you're thinking about when I get blood work done, and the blood coming out of me, and how happy that makes you. True. There you go. I figured mm -hmm. it out. I cracked your code. Mm-hmm. The code of silence. No, that was the cone of silence, and get smart. 
Anyway, I feel like we're going on multiple digressions here. Let's just wrap this up. Uh, mm. If you would like to get a hold of us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Blind Illuminations. You can find us on Twitter. That's at Blind Illumination. No S at the end there. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram, www.instagram.com slash Blind Illuminations. And uh, if you want to email us with any feedback, questions, concerns, uh, whatever you have, whatever you want to throw at us, we'll take. You can do that at uh, blindilluminations at gmail.com. So uh, pretty soon we will have new email addresses, but until then, you can email us there. So that about does it for this week. I don't know what we'll be talking about next week. Do you have any ideas, uh, Just Jan? Nope. I keep asking you questions, and then I wonder why you're so sad. <laughs> I just keep, keep throwing making, these things on the spot. You keep making me think, and then I yeah. have to figure things out. It's all right. Okay. Well, we'll 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 converse, and we'll get some things going. Uh, we'll make sure we know what we're about to talk about next week on that pod. Uh, put that podisode, I should say, and uh, and we'll be a little bit more prepared. How's that sound? Works for me. Okay. So until next time, then don't be a dingleberry. Pleasure your ear holes, and as always, keep it real. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Toodles. Blind Luminations was created by Mark and Jeanette Rushlow. Theme music was provided by Bill Nouveau at www.nouveauentertainment.com. Make the god of blindness happy. Mark Clausen Blinder. Rate, review, and subscribe to Blind Luminations on iTunes or wherever great podcasts are found. This has been a Fire Teddy production. So you're probably thinking I've been on hiatus with Mark and Jen since I haven't put out a video in a long time. The truth is that I've actually found a new little hobby that's quite entertaining. You may have heard through social media that Mark is working on the podcast's official website. Actually, you should probably bookmark www.blindluminations.com to make that weenie happy. It's still under construction but he's already excited about his extremely small amount of progress for some reason. Anyway, he's been toiling away and has quite the temper when things aren't working out. I didn't realize that until now, but I guess this is the first time he's built anything in like 18 years. So once I became aware of this new information, well let's just say I decided to make my own fun. Is it wrong to tell a blind man that his changes weren't saved when the page he's working on is appearing exactly the way he wants it to? If so, I don't want to be right. You should have seen how red his face got the other day when I kept saying his login information was incorrect. He was sitting there looking like a freaking hothouse tomato while everything he needed was right at his fingertips. I have to admit, it was truly brilliant. So that's really what I've been up to, in case you were wondering. Make no mistake about it though. I'm still looking for a name and will go to whatever lengths necessary to acquire one. Be warned, the day of reckoning is approaching quickly. Alex, is that you? Why, uh...